Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here. Coffee Lovers Magazine, sitting with Jesse Nelson of Conduit Coffee. As always, we're at Conduit Coffee because I don't have a place, but Jesse does. Conduit does, yeah. Also, it's Conduit. Why wouldn't I want to be here? Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you again, Joseph. Good to see you, Man, too. it feels like every week we're doing this together. I like how you're still nursing that instant coffee from the ASMR cup two or three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> How is how is that instant coffee after three weeks? You know, this tastes just like the cold version. Yeah, okay. Now that it's back down to room temperature, it tastes exactly like that coffee. I really? suggest you try okay, it. Okay, actually I'm it's I'm actually interested. We're taking a little sidebar. Three weeks old. But it kind of brings up what we're talking about here at this episode. It's like It's not quite as sour. It's a little little sweeter. But yes. <laughs> it's such a connoisseur. It's just a cup of coffee. <laughs> I believe what I was being there was a snob, sir. Oh, a snob. Ew, instant. Um, <laughs> okay, well, so last last show we talked about, you know, this this idea of becoming a connoisseur and how it's something that people identify with and all that sort of thing. Connoisseurship. I connoisseurship. Think is, we didn't actually say that boat? word in the last episode. Yeah, exactly. What can we tell these fine people listening right now to our ramblings uh, about getting into good coffee? So the... Some of the best parts about coffee to me is just acknowledging the, the the hands that are on it and the hands that go into making good coffee. And the way you celebrate that to me is just getting coffee that's more that's made with more hands involved and, and that at our end with the brewing. So I feel like the more you go into small cafes or cafes that support small business roasters and people like that, like you're going to get an inherent quality difference in your coffee mm-hmm. without having to ever change what you're actually ordering or what your routine is with coffee. And we're fortunate in Seattle, but I think it's growing elsewhere, all over the country and the world. That, like, there's great coffee, and it's really worth just changing a little bit of your routine to find good coffee out and about. Um, so it's all about buy, like, buy local. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I think one of, the, one of the number one things I tell people when it comes to going out and, and like, going to a new cafe or something like that go in and ask them what the coffee is and where it came from yeah and if they can be nice and yeah i mean if they can they can give you and like a good answer they can actually answer the question especially with enthusiasm then you're probably in a pretty good place yeah and there's things that baristas won't necessarily know but you can tell right away if it's a chain or a local chain i mean there's going to be obvious like coffee is such a colloquial naming of things on there you know so mm-hmm. you'll know if it's a local name because of the name of the coffee blend and stuff like that i think but i think it, i mean you ask those questions but it's find out what what coffee they're serving and where it's coming from and, right. and it, is it is it do they know is it tastes so I, good like so i think i think this question this question has been on my mind a lot because we were kind of having a back and forth on this before we started recording but i think that you can't really get into really good coffee Unless you learn, uh, like, how the coffee is brewed and why and how all those things work. And it doesn't take that much. But if, if you don't get into some of those nuances, then you'll always, there'll always just be this unknown. And you won't, you won't be able to pick out, like, why one coffee tastes different from another brewed in a different way. I mean, but that can, that can answer some of those questions. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that those are the only questions that would drive somebody to have a good cup of coffee. The only questions, you know, I think, I think, but changing routine from um, hypothetically, right? Changing yeah. routine from going through the drive-through stand on your way in, where you just go through, like, 
you know, it's not necessarily the coffee that they're drinking. Like, it's the service and it's the convenience of that that's giving that, like, excitement about that cup of coffee. And trying to change that to well, find, find that experience that satisfies you elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think if someone's going to change that, they have to first uh, change their, their own perspective and desire on the coffee. Because I think there's definitely, when you're going through a What if you through, don't make coffee at home? Um, what if what if you always just go out because you need your coffee, but you're always driving, you're always commuting? Like I, I it comes well, up a so lot. I, like I, people I, don't make coffee at home. That's fair. That's fair. They come I, here on our open houses because they want they want to come and have some fun with conduit, but they they get free coffee, but they don't they don't necessarily pick up bags of coffee for themselves because they don't make coffee at home. So I think to begin with, there's two different points of view. There's coffee as a drug that you use to get through your day. And, and then there's coffee as something more than that. Mm-hmm. And, and it, can be, it can be the first one and also the second one. But if it's only the first one, then you're just not going to care about what the coffee tastes like or anything like that. So if you cut to the point where you want to learn more about what coffee is and what good coffee tastes like, you, you can definitely start going to local places. Yeah. But I think that one of the best ways is to learn how to brew a good cup of coffee at home because you're going to learn so darn much. 100%. That's all I'm saying. Some people really, and that's why don't I, care, don't care about brewing at all or anything at home. Yeah, okay. Like they can understand a good cup of coffee without ever understanding how an AeroPress works. Yeah, I guess that's right. True. You go to Millstead because you go there. Mm-hmm. Millstead's a wonderful cafe in our neighborhood here, like world renowned, fantastic coffee. You go there because it's amazing cup of coffee. Yeah, and you go there to study. They have great tables, amazing light. Their new locations, beautiful. You might not ever care about how to do a pour over at home but you're going there and you're going to order a pour over because you really want that perfect little cup of black coffee in the afternoon mm. you know so that's a good point so i guess my point is like if you want to find better coffee you don't really know how but you are already drinking coffee then find areas in your routine where you're already drinking coffee and make better coffee so if you're only going out find some better local cafes that serve local roasters yeah. and try some different brew methods but if you're making coffee at home then you know Find maybe find these cafes and buy some of the coffee that they have on hand, or you can you can look it up. You can order well before we before we jump into the making coffee at home because it's a subject we've covered so a lot. But yeah. you know it's a radio show about coffee, so what else are we gonna talk about? <laughs> Not everyone has a Millstead. Not everyone has a Millstead where you can go and Millstead they they're a multi roaster. Yep. They usually have um, a couple roaster options for espresso and like two to four for brewed coffee, what have you. You go in, you can get an AeroPress of, you know, something delicious, fantastic. That doesn't exist everywhere. Even though, like, specialty coffee is starting to spread. Totally. I so, would I would counter that with saying that every single Starbucks you can go to, this is their little secret menu, is that you can order a pour over their blonde roast at every single Starbucks. Hmm. And I've proven this a few times on these road trips now. But, um, and that's one way just to elevate your coffee. I'm still going to Starbucks. It doesn't quite work with a drive-thru, but I'm still going to Starbucks. It's still the convenience yeah. of a highway off-ramp on my way to work or whatever. It's still the same barista. It's still the same location. They'll give you, a, in my in my opinion, a better cup of coffee, especially as a drip coffee. It's just not as over-extracted. It's not as dark roast, and it's a lovely, I guess. Um, so I was going to say, that's how. That's basically how I started. I guess right. I started off with the mochas and the lattes and all that sort of thing, and eventually I was like, I'm spending too much money on coffee. I'm drinking too many so calories. So that's exactly what I was going to say. It was like... <laughs> If you really want to get into making better co- or drinking better coffee, you have to start making it yourself. Yeah. Like those 
five six dollar pour overs at Milstead are beautiful and wonderful and they'll make your afternoon. But they're five. It's a five six dollar pour over when you can you know get a lot more of those from your own bag of coffee. Right, Even yeah. if you go to Milstead and buy their coffee, yeah, like buy the the retail bags. So I guess that's your point, right? Like you, when you really want to get that's into making, part of it, yeah coffee at home really getting to better coffee and understanding I mean, if, that if like money you, is, you need to start yeah. with your own and then you start recognizing brewing equipment yeah. you start recognizing styles you know you buy your first gooseneck you'll never get a pour from somebody without a gooseneck again it's like oh i'll just take the drip but I, I also really think that that enjoying and really getting into the the complex taste of different coffees uh necessitates a certain level of knowledge i mean i mean it's possible that that it's just coincidence that because you get into it at that level, that you're going to have the knowledge. For it. But I, I think that the, the only scenario where I can imagine where you wouldn't learn how to make good coffee yourself and where you could get to the level where you like know a lot about coffee is if you, you go to like an expensive cafe and you get, I mean, if you spend like thousands of dollars Right. every month and you stand there and you learn and you make the baristas teach you and all that sort of thing and like so this brings really up a little it. side the side thing that i yeah, feel sure. like we, we can come back to in another episode but one thing that that sort of so something to me that's absolutely overrated in coffee is the single shot of espresso to gauge somebody's coffee on i feel like the, oh, I, I love I, that mm-hmm. and i this is definitely i hope i hope the you know control boards light up with the statement um i feel i feel like there's a lot of people that 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 gauge their connoisseurship of coffee based on the shots of espresso they're getting from cafes. And that's so, there's so many variables in that just between cafes, between coffees and everything they can go into that pressure curve of coffee. But I, it's also one of those brew methods. that's really, really difficult mm-hmm. to, um, to redo at home. And so that there's this idea that you learn a lot about coffee and getting into being a connoisseur with coffee that way through espresso. So, I guess I'm just proving your point more. Is that we need to start brewing more coffee at home and, and espresso is a espresso is so hard to do right at home consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I mean that this is like I think we said on a different show a topic we're gonna get into eventually because I've started messing around with espresso at home, but um, it's really hard. It's really hard to make uh, espresso that's as good consistently. Oh yeah as as a, any of the good cafes i'm gonna save too. a lot of my opinions for that but yeah i, I fully agree it's, so I, I think that i think that understanding such a skill so is not necessary um because all, all everything that you can learn with brewing coffee ultimately applies to espresso and i mean in a different way but um in terms of coffee extraction and that sort of thing obviously the dynamics are different and it has its own unique thing but yeah. we'll get into that later a lot. <laughs> I've, i have opinions on those things yeah so let's leave espresso out of it. Yeah, but I think that I think that. So I I'm, I made a note about exploration because to me, exploration of coffee is one of the biggest things. Like if you're going to get into coffee, and maybe it's just because that's the thing that one of the things I love the most right. is going around and exploring everything about coffee. So I guess that's that's the defining thing, and maybe this is back to our back and forth before the show is yeah. like drinking good coffee, better coffee at home is different than really getting into coffee, mm. right? So there's ways you can improve coffee at home, improve coffee out of the road or whatever. You can, there's ways to improve yeah. your coffee. Well, I guess if um, people listening just want to improve their coffee and, and don't really want to get into it too much, uh, just order some Westlake. You're just set. Boom. Yep. But <laughs> fresh roasted, yeah. grind the coffee yourself. Yeah. Um, but I interrupted you, Irina. It's fine because I forgot about that already. Okay. <laughs> um, 
there's a few things you can do to make coffee at home. I think those are the key things, right? So like all the cafes you're going to find that are going to be excellent, the Milstead's out there or whatever, like they're, they're taking care of a lot of those things for you. They're yeah. making sure the age of the coffee is great for extraction and all that stuff. And so um, I would suggest if you're going to get into it, you start buying fresher coffee and right. grinding it yourself. I guess what we're finding out is that getting into good coffee is kind of about getting closer to it. Right. It's like bring, the fresher it is, the more, the more you know, the, the, the more you get into the I mean, process of it, the closer you get to people who are closer to it, that sort of thing. Exactly. I'm pretty sure I say this in every episode as well, but it's a, you know, it's a food item. It's, it's something that we bring in so that like you want to make better pasta sauce, start buying tomatoes and buy them when they're in yeah. season and things like that. You know, it's like, and if gosh, you're only, if, if your only experience of tomatoes is is prego tomato sauce right. then like you don't really know what tomatoes can be yeah. you know and so the same thing with coffee and it's one of those things that we just have glossed over in our food yeah. for so long and so just yeah buy local local tends to be fresher coffee is very localized like the fewer hands you can get on the fewer shipping amounts you can do like the like distances you can do like mm-hmm. that's the better the coffee is going to be um we started arguing over best ways to brew coffee at home yeah we kind of did i don't know if we want to. i mean sure i so this this kind of dovetailed off the connoisseur conversation before um the the number one recommendation i give to people because i'm talking to a lot of people from a broad set of backgrounds so i'm trying to give like the broadest recommendation possible to do this is that unless you're already brewing your own coffee at home like hand brewing get a french press and start brewing at the french press because it's it's really forgiving and you can learn everything you need to know about the brewing process with it. And if you start doing that, you just you're just brewing a French press, you're drinking it straight. Uh, your taste is going to be altered. You, it's like it's inevitable. Can I uh, counter that? Please do. Joseph. Jesse. I feel like you're picking the French press just because connoisseur is a French word. <laughs> um, Keep I, going. So I feel like French press actually aren't that great for average setups. I feel like because you need a coarser grind for it because it's a metal, it's a metal screen for the filter and stuff. You need a coarser grind. And it's really difficult to get coarse, even coarse grinds from blade grinders. It requires a bird grinder to get a good one. So my, I guess my favorite tool for making better coffee at home is getting a scale. And so you actually can then acknowledge the brew ratios and whether you're using your Mr. Coffee you machine need, or not. You need a brew method though. So you're assuming someone. If you're making coffee method. at home, yeah, but it, like a Mr. Coffee machine, just knowing that you're putting the same amount of coffee in every single time, then it lets you maybe adjust the grind or increase the coffee, but without knowing that volume ratio, the, the, the brew ratio, I feel like that's the most important tool. And then otherwise, I'd go with a V60. For uh, I used to it's go- a complicated mm. word, but I just feel like blade grinders and like simple grinders they are gonna grind too fine anyways. Like I used to go with the V60 as was one of my top recommendations, but I think that it's way too finicky for people who are just getting into to brewing coffee at home. I, I just I, I I think it's a level know, up there. This is a whole series. We should we should dissect <laughs> each brew method and and talk about it. All right, let's put it on the list. Yeah, that'd but, be fun. Yeah. Um, because I, I used to it used to be my, my two recommendations because I, French I, press and V60 I obviously disagree with I you stu- entirely I, but I, I yeah. 100% agree with you as well because <laughs> I feel like it's a really great intro one it's cheap you can get the acrylic ones for it's true $5, yeah. $4.50 it's so easy to get Amazon. into it but it's, it's so, so cheap finicky. they work really well with blade grinders they work well with fine grind as soon as you want to get into actually adjusting your grind then you overthink the V60 and the whole system doesn't work why not, why not a Melita just a regular like cheap pour over yeah I mean they're the same price four bucks Okay. <laughs> different filters. You can get Melita filters a lot cheaper. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but it, that'll, that'll be a different series. That's fun. Yeah. 
but yeah, once you get beyond just making fresh coffee but, at home, okay, that's so why I think the scale is so important because then any brew method can work better. That's true. I mean, the scale is absolutely part and of it. And it gives so, you the numbers, like weight's um, consistent. In, in the first series on, uh, this again, the reason why this dovetailed off the connoisseur part discussion last week is I made a series on the beginning part of a series on becoming a coffee connoisseur. And part right. of that is learning how to brew coffee at home. And one of the early steps is getting a French press. And one of the next steps is weighing your coffee out. Right. Because A, you need you need to have something to brew with. B, you absolutely need to measure it by weight and not volume. And C, you need decent water. Right. Um, actually, I mean, this told. I mean, this is relevant. But so I visited, um, visit my brother and his family, after SCA, and they live in Ohio, and they're brewing with like a, a Cuisinart uh, auto brewer or something like that. Has a you know has a built-in grinder or whatever. Yep. It's fine. Yeah, it brews a fine cup of coffee. I think it doesn't have the water hot enough, but you know whatever. The biggest problem they have is that their the water table there is horrible. Like throughout the entire region, you oh, yeah. can't use the tap water, and so they have this uh, complicated like water softener filtration system, and they get their water from the fridge. Water from the fridge is too filtered. <laughs> We're brewing the coffee, and I'm drinking it, and I'm going. It's I would missing something. Flavor, yeah, yeah. The... It's crazy. It's like so hard to like. Anyways, yeah. so water is like super critically important. Odd, oddly, well, yeah. It. I mean, it makes sense. We did a whole thing on water. It a is massive and, show on water. And that's. I mean, it's hard to pick something that makes the best cup of coffee at home, and that's what yeah. being connoisseur is in, in figuring that out. Um, it depends if you want to geek out with coffee and that kind of connoisseur. I think a scale helps because then you get data. Yeah, and you true. can you can be consistent. You can get the data. Like if you want to be artsy fartsy and talk about mineral components versus chlorine, chlorine water. To, I'm, I know I'm yeah, just yeah. being facetious, but like then you can talk about getting more like the third wave water and getting yeah. like better water quality out of that. And I think all of it makes a better cup. Comes down to recognizing that you can make better coffee at home. That's true. And just yeah. that's the first there's thing is knowing not even that you can make it at home, but like knowing that there's better coffee mm-hmm. out there. You know, and even for me at Conduit here, like, there's some really amazing coffees out there. After SEA and getting all the samples, I mean, it gives us stuff to strive for, yeah. knowing what other companies are putting forward. And, you know, we understand price structures and stuff like that and why we're doing certain things. But, I mean, it's an inspiration. And so knowing that there's better coffee at home, knowing that there's better ways you can make coffee and there's a few key things. For sure. Let's, um, I do like the idea of breaking down some episodes on different, the different specific brew methods. brew methods and what we like about them Get and why we really use them. really into them. Sounds good. Totally into them. Sweet. Um, well, we could obviously ramble on more about brewing coffee at home, but... I'm just going to say it because it's, it's oh, on the notes. Do. Yeah, what's on my notes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Let me, let me talk about that. So that's one of the reasons I like the French press is because it's easy to mess around with experimentation. Like, as you said, with the V60, <laughs> if you start experimenting with it, it can become really difficult. Yeah. But you can play around with the French press right. and still get good results. And the reality and the, re- the reason for that is that the French press doesn't rely on gravity hmm. to finish that. A V60, any pour over method, yeah. relies on the consistency of gravity to push that through. Right. So you're really limited on that ability to control. Whereas with the Aeropress or a French press, you can you can stop that. So when you know the extraction is over and things yeah. aren't working or it's too fine, you can tell that from your grinder or whatever, then you can just end it. Yeah. And that's sort of being a connoisseur is knowing that, like, ending it now. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> to good coffee. Great coffee. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. 
Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.